0: Got a great guest coming up here on Locked On Brewers. Lane Grindle, been a broadcaster for the Milwaukee Brewers since 2016. We'll talk about that, the off-season moves, going ahead to spring training here in a couple of months. Should be a fun show. Coming up next, Chuck Freeman here on Locked On Brewers.
1: You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
0: day. the last podcast and all that as we head to the holidays everybody thanks for for joining us here on lockdown brewers i'm chuck Freeman, longtime sportscaster here in the state of wisconsin first year host of lockdown brewers you can get us on google spotify apple we're on all the major downloads of course go to youtube search lockdown brewers hit the subscribe button hit the bell that alerts you every time we drop an episode here on lockdown brewers hope you all have a good christmas or sending it into christmas with a terrific guest here today, Lane Grindle, one of the Brewers broadcasters joining us right now. Lane, it is great to, to catch up with you here in the offseason. Thanks for coming on.
1: Uh, it's my pleasure, Chuck. Thanks for having me.
0: Lane, you've been here. Before we get to the Brewers and all, you've been here since 2016. You came here from uh, broadcasting Nebraska baseball. You went to college of South Dakota. You're from Iowa. Tell us that route and, and how you were able to get the Brewers job um, because, you know, you're doing a great job. Obviously, you're one of the soundtracks of the summer. Tell us that process and how you went from Nebraska to the, to the big show here.
1: Well, uh, there's a theme there, if you if you notice it, and that's the Midwest. Uh, we just I grew up in the Midwest. I love the Midwest, and it's where I've always really wanted to be. I, I really mm-hmm. don't have any desire to be anywhere other than this part of the country. Um, I love visiting the East Coast, love going to the West Coast uh, for obvious reasons, weather and everything else, but uh, this is where my feet want to be they, they they want to be in the midwest so um i've been really fortunate throughout my career and i'm gonna apologize in advance if you see my camera shaking at all it's my dog that is i'm just here i'm gonna just bring him into this he's at my feet begging me to pet him
0: we can and get a na- free shot here and have a, <laughs> have a have a shot for him too
1: <laughs> and he's got his christmas sweater on and his name is crew by the way oh wow so he- he's a big he's a big brewers fan okay uh, so if crew knocks the uh camera at some point and it starts shaking you just know crew's begging for attention he might bark at a mailman or something uh along the way or a ups man before it's over too so um no back to your question though uh I've been fortunate throughout my career. I, I knew that this was something I wanted to do at a pretty early age, even when I was in junior high in Iowa, uh, Hastings, Iowa, I went to school in Malvern, Iowa, two little tiny towns close to each other. I was doing the public address for the Little League football team when I was in junior high, and then when I was playing varsity football, i do the public address for the JV game on Monday nights and, and all of that type of stuff. I was always comfortable with a microphone in front of me, and so I had so many people encourage me to go into this line of work. And once I got to college, I figured out that this is, this is what I wanted to do. And so I think when you learn and, and, and understand that you have a passion for something early on, it's a real advantage. Um, and for me, it, it certainly was. So I, I got an internship after my sophomore year of college in Omaha, Nebraska with the ESPN radio affiliate there. And I, I just really was fortunate. I got linked up with a guy named Kevin Kugler, who at the huh. time was doing Division II football and basketball and doing this talk show. And Kevin quickly became, you know, I don't know that we use the term mentor, but I'll, I think there's a lack of better term for it and, and, and really helped me with my career from that point moving forward. And he's now kind of evolved into my best friend. Uh, so I talk to him daily and he's of course doing really big things now doing NFL on Fox and, and BTN basketball in the winter, and a lot of Fox college basketball and Westwood one, he does the final four on the radio. Mm -hmm. And, and he's been just a tremendous influence on my career and on my life as a friend too. He's, he's about 10 years older than me. So there's a lot of things that when I'm going through those phases in my life, he he's coming out of it. And so he can give me a lot of good counsel on it. So, uh, that was the first big break for me was getting a chance to meet Kevin, form a relationship with him. And he's mm-hmm. been very, very helpful every step along the way. And you know that turned into, once I graduated college, getting very lucky being in the right place at the right time and getting the Nebraska job. I was there for 10 years, loved it, grew up a Husker fan. And Chuck honestly thought I was going to stay there the rest of my career because it's all I ever wanted to do was work for the Huskers. Sure. But I was still young enough, and I my family was still young enough. I have four kids, but they were all very, very young at that time. I think my oldest was a second grader. And Major League Baseball was always this thing I wanted to kick the tires on. I wanted to see if, if I could make that work. And it had to be a, a job in the Midwest for me. That was really important. And the Brewers' job came open. It was the right fit because it was, at the time, kind of the number three job, which made more sense jumping from a college baseball job. And every step along the way in that process, you kept pinching yourself going, wow, is this real? Am I really on the verge of getting a major league baseball job? And then the next thing you know, you're having breakfast with Bob Euchre in Scottsdale and really putting the the finishing touches on it. So it was a whirlwind. Uh, It's been a great career path. I've been really fortunate. And that's never lost on me. And I, I think anybody that gets to this point in their career understands that Hopefully you have the talent to get to this point. You have to have it to get to this point. You have to have the work ethic to get to this point, but there are breaks and there is luck along the way. Um, And, and I, I am not um, in denial of that. Uh, I've been very, very fortunate and I'm very glad that it's happened for me. And there's other really, really talented guys out there that didn't get some of that luck along the way. And so I, I try to keep that in mind every day when I come to the ballpark and get ready for a game.
0: Every guy who's been in that broadcast booth, I feel, has had that breakfast with Euchre. You got to pass the Euch test. Were you nervous because you know you got to pass that? You could be great, but you got to pass Euchre's test, right there, don't you?
1: Yeah, you're you're sitting there and you're having breakfast. Or some guys went to to Old Don and Charlie's when it was around and had dinner. Mm -hmm. My timing, just the way it was, because I got hired a little bit late in the in the process. Spring training was already underway when I finally got hired. Uh, just because of the domino effect of broadcasters that led to the opening that, mm-hmm. I, that I got. So um, everybody had a little different experience, but you knew like, once you got to that point, like it's real now. And you're just kind of waiting there as you're drinking your coffee for him to come out and do one of these on you, you know, like, you yeah. are good. Oh, yeah. um, and and so when I got up from like a two and a half hour breakfast with Bob, he, he stuck his hand out and said, I can't wait to work with you this year. And at that point you're like, well, if he says oh, that, wow. they can't yeah. really walk that back. So I'm in pretty good shape. So, um what an experience I I never would have thought Chuck at that point in the process that I would go on to have the friendship and relationship I have with him today and you know if I would have known at that point what I know now almost eight years later I I don't think I would have believed it because at the time he felt bigger than life to me he's a superstar he's on the Mount Rushmore of of baseball broadcasters and what am I doing having breakfast with him? What am I doing thinking that I have any business being in the same broadcast booth as him? And I still don't really have any business being in the same broadcast booth as him. But the way he has thrown his arms around me and welcomed me into the booth and 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 really fast forward eight years later, become one of my great friends and somebody that I trust immensely. I, I uh, He always would have my back in any situation. And I love the man. I, I really do. I get emotional when I talk about Bob because he has just been so great to not just me, but to my family, to my kids. And um, I never would have imagined that I was going to go on to have the relationship I've been fortunate enough to have with you.
0: You know, you, you talked about you came here as a number three guy. And I know there's been nights back then when I'd see you at the old Miller Park well, Amfab Field. You were at the ballpark. You weren't broadcasting the game. Yeah, you were there. You're still, you know, still showing up doing the, yeah, you're, you know, you were still going to the games. Yeah. Then he move at number two, and then now it's. It, there's many times in the summertime when Jeff Levering moves the TV, Ukes maybe not going to the road game or not doing a home game. You're in the number one spot many times this summer.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I probably, I know I do, more games than anybody does on our network now. Bob mm-hmm. does the 81 home games. Jeff does – Um, you know, somewhere in that 50 to 60 range, I think in terms of the games that he does. And then Josh does most of the 81 games where Bob is not traveling uh, with the exception of maybe 20 or so that Jeff comes over on the, on the radio side for. So I do about one thirty total. So I'm probably on the radio side more than anybody is. Mm -hmm. And that's a responsibility. Um, You know, you want to be that consistent piece for the fans and, and you also have a, I, there's an expectation. Look, there, there's a a history of excellence in our booth, uh, starting with Bob, uh, but all the other names that have come through this booth over the years. It's really quite an alumni group, and oh, yeah. it's um, there. You know, there's a legacy. There's there's a there's, a, there's an expectation to uphold, in my opinion, um, a reputation to deliver on, and so I, I take that pretty seriously, and i um, really lucky to have the broadcast partners that we have, not just you, but Jeff and I have been great friends since the day I got here. Uh, our kids have played youth sports together and our wives are very close. Our families are just intertwined. And Josh Maurer has been an outstanding broadcast partner and turning into one of my best friends as well. And, and, I, and I hope that that comes through on the broadcast when you listen to us that we're more than just broadcast partners. All of us do a lot of stuff socially together away from baseball, whether it be the off season or even uh, throughout the season, we're all very important to each other and support each other. And that's a great, a great culture to be a part of.
0: Hang on one second lane. I'm going to take a quick commercial break. Chuck Freeman along with Lane Grindle Brewers broadcaster joining us here, hopping on, on lockdown Brewers right before the Christmas break. Lockdown Brewers brought to you tonight by FanDuel, FanDuel America's number one sports book If you're thinking on getting down to the action now is a great time. FanDuel, they got money lines. They got parlay stuff up. You can lines over and unders live betting. It's all on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And you get a free $150 bet, uh, $150 you could bet with um, when you win a $5 money line bet. So go to FanDuel.com backslash locked on today. And... Get on all the action. There's going to be plenty going on here, here in the next couple of days, you know, holidays and all that. And the sports are all kicked up and college basketball and all the bowl games and the NFL and all that. So if you want to get down, that was a great time to get on FanDuel, fanduel FanDuel.com backslash locked on the official partner of the NFL. And of course there's going to be NFL games going on as well, but there's so many categories you can go on the live stuff, whatever uh, the props, you name it. It's all on FanDuel, Fanduel. It is America's number one sports do a book. Again, take advantage of that offer $150 in free bled, uh, in free bets when you make a $5 money line bet uh, and win it. Uh, FanDuel.com backslash locked on is the key for that. Chuck Freeman here along with Lane Grindle. We are coming right back and we're going to talk some uh, Brewers offseason with him next here on Lockdown Brewers. Welcome back to Lockdown Brewers. Chuck Freeman, Lane Grindle. Great to get him aboard here. Fine Brewers broadcaster uh, with with the, with the team since 2016 laying this offseason right now. Um, Brewers did make a couple of moves the other day. Got themselves a backup catcher said goodbye to Tyrone Taylor, Adrian Hauser. What did you think about the, the Hauser move, um, with Taylor? I, I have a feeling there's going to be a, a corresponding move somewhere down the line with that one.
1: Yeah. I was not totally shocked that, that both of those guys were moved. great guys, and have had a, a nice uh, impact on this, on this uh, franchise, to be honest with you. I mean, Tyrone, what he did down the stretch last year should not be forgotten. He, he was hot. Uh, he came up big in some big moments for this team, and he was a big part of the reason why the Brewers won the NL Central this year. And Adrian was kind of an unsung hero throughout his career here. When healthy, whether he was in the bullpen or, or a part of the rotation – um he filled his role really well is he an ace he's not an ace but he's a very valuable fourth or fifth starter uh he'll get you innings he'll give you a chance most nights and um you know i think it's one of those things where he was in a position where at this point in his career he's going to make a decent amount of money and can you find that production somewhere else at at a better value is probably I'm speaking for myself here, but that's probably what I would guess is, is the conversation that the Mm -hmm. Brewers would have behind closed doors. And so they make these moves and they are moves that probably don't have a huge impact on win loss expectations going into 2024. Um, And so you can make some of those moves to hopefully give you some flexibility somewhere else. I, I think that so often when we see these moves made over the course of an offseason, we tend to look at them in a vacuum and we tend to look mm-hmm. at them at them right now. But there's usually something else, as you alluded to, Chuck, that that may be coming at yeah. some point down the road. And I don't know what, what that might be, but everything in the offseason is typically connected in some way, shape or form. And what is going on on December 22nd is not necessarily the same as what's going to happen when this team shows up in mid-February to start camp. So there's there's still a lot that can be done. I'm not sure what this team's going to exactly look like. There's still some different routes they can go with some of the things personnel-wise. But I do expect this team to be competitive within the division again. I think there is enough there to definitely do that. And if they add some pieces between now and Valentine's Day, um, I, I'd be even more bullish on that because I think the core of what this team is about, which is great pitching – and really good defense, and hopefully you find some more offense from these young players as they develop. I think that's still there, and and I think that was a a formula that helped them win the division last year. I think it can still put them right in the mix again in 2024.
0: Well, and the pitching was just so good last year. Without Woodruff and and with Burns, you don't know what's going to happen with him if he's going to be the opening day starter. I I, I just feel like if we take a back step with the pitching, the starting pitching, because it was so good, is is there enough offense going to be able to cover this up?
1: I, that, it's a legitimate question, Chuck. No, no question about that. I, I think that is the the big. I, I don't know if it's the pivot piece, if you will, but that's the thing lurking out there with the off season. That is the big question: Is Corbin Burns going to be on this team to start the year, to start camp, or is he moved? Because we all know there's been a lot of speculation about that over the course, not just of the off season. There's a lot of speculation about that throughout the season last mm-hmm. This could be something that the brewers have to make a decision on this winter i don't pretend to know what they're going to do i think there is a a strong appetite though to compete next year and to try to win this division again and and corbin burns i don't think there's any doubt gives you a better chance to do that if he is on your roster so uh, i think that there's a decent chance he's still on this roster come spring training and if that's the case that's still a really good rotation in fact it's very similar to the rotation that the brewers had until early September, mid-August, when Brandon Woodruff came back at that point in time. I mm-hmm. mean, it's 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 Burns and then Peralta. Wade Miley's going to be back. I loved that move for the Brewers. If they could get 20-plus starts out of him again, wow, that'd be great. And, and then Colin Ray, who really uh, was another unsung hero of the season last year. Maybe a guy like Robert Gasser becomes a frontline starter for you before it's all said and done. There's some exciting arms that we need to get some answers on in terms of what can they do for you at the major league level but I'm excited and I don't know what we'll get from Aaron Ashby also Um, Mm -hmm. the injury was certainly unfortunate for him because I think last year would have been a big developmental year for him to take that next step we all have seen the stuff we like the makeup Um, he's tremendously talented has a chance to be a, a a big time starter I think in major league baseball before it's over but it's at that point in his career to lose that year is kind of frustrating, but hopefully he can come back this year and and really hit the ground running.
0: It's almost, you forget about Ashby because he's part of the plans a couple of years ago. And then you forget it. You just forget he's around. That's right. You know?
1: Yeah. I I think the thought was two years ago that this is a guy that's going to be your, your two or your three coming into the 2024 season. You would have thought that. And so obviously that's been paused a little bit because of the injury, but Um, it's still there. It's still in there. And, um, I will be curious to see what he looks like early and has, as the season goes on, does he get stronger, uh, as he works himself back
0: Brewers, I think need a big bad in this lineup. I hope we get it in the off season. I think this, that's the, that's the one thing that was missing just right in the middle of that. And I know you know that's going to cost some money and all that, but boy, if they can get a, a big bopper at first or third base, that would be great.
1: I think that's if you're going to go do that. That those are the two positions, right? That you would yeah. look at one of the two, at least a corner infielder that can bring some power. You have more than enough outfielders right now. Um, you add Churio into that mix, another right-handed bat now with a huge upside, of course. Uh, but then you have all those left-handed bats with Mitchell. And Freelick, another right-handed bat in Weimer, Of course, Yelich out there as well. And if he can build upon his season last year, that'll be a big, big thing for this offense. But if you were looking to add, it would be a corner infielder. Um, There's some names out there. One of them is a guy that was on your team a year ago in Carlos Santana. That would shock me if the Brewers were interested in a reunion there. Um, I don't know anything, but I I think that clearly from a cultural standpoint, he fit. I mean, he was a, a great dude in that clubhouse. Very well liked teammate, elite defense as we saw, which we know the Brewers value. Switch hitter, um, I just think that that he would make a lot of sense with a, a fairly young team from a position player standpoint to add another, you know, veteran like that 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 has been there and done that and played in big games. I think could be valuable. There's other names out there too. Um, I don't know what the Brewers' interest would be in some of those guys. You know, maybe some bigger names that would command more years and more dollars, like Reese Hoskins and Matt Chapman. I would be pleasantly surprised if the brewers got heavily involved with, with certainly Matt Chapman, but, but, yeah. a, but a Reese Hoskins, but those are guys that can change your lineup pretty quickly. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, what, I don't know what the brewers will do in that regard. The thing about it is they do have some internal young options, right? Like Tyler black played some first base last year. I think he's got a great chance to break camp in the major leagues with the team this year. He's kind of proven what he needs to prove. I think in the minors and that's a guy that can play third base for you for sure. He had a 900 OPS last year in the minor leagues plus 900 OPS. So um, that's somebody the Brewers want to find out what they have. Of course, Terang uh, with the elite defense, can he take a step forward with the bat offensively? It would be the question is Willie Adamas. You're starting shortstop on opening day. I mean, um, Willie might not have had the numbers, you know, batting average wise that people would want to see, but he's still a shortstop with elite power. Um, that's big time power from that position. Go look at the numbers from shortstops. Very few have the power numbers that Willie Adamas has and plays the defense that he has. So he is a very valuable, uh, part to this Brewers lineup right now, for sure. So, um, I'll, I'll be, I'll be interested to watch it all unfold and, and see where the Brewers land at some of these positions over the next couple of months.
0: Hang on. We're going to take one more commercial break. Lane Grindle. We're going to ask him what young player he thinks has got the biggest upside that's going to be on this roster coming up next year. Uh, Coming up here in a couple of months, actually. Chuck Freeman, Lockdown Brewers, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Find us on Google, Spotify, Apple. We're on all the major downloads. Go to Lockdown Brewers on YouTube. Search Lockdown Brewers. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell. We'll every time we drop an episode. Follow me on Twitter, Chuck Freeman, F R E I M U N D. And we'll come right back with Lane Grindle after this timeout here on Lockdown Brewers. Heading down the home stretch of Lockdown Brewers, last couple of minutes along with Lane Grindle. Follow Lane at L A N E G R I N D L E year-round residents of our great state of Wisconsin. <laughs> well, you're from the Midwest, so you know what the weather's like and all that anyway.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. When And I haven't even had to really break the snowblower out outside of maybe one brief time so far this winter. So it's it's been kind of a nice Wisconsin winter. But yeah we, live, you yeah, we live here year-round. We love it here, Chuck. I mean, it, I've said this many times, but bury me a brewer. I, I, I love Milwaukee. I love the state of Wisconsin. Um, it is home for us. Have four kids. This is where they've lived the majority of their lives, and uh, I'll be here as long as they'll have me because I absolutely love this organization and love this place and love these fans, and and I
0: hope that I'm here forever. What I love about the Brewer Network is they're the soundtrack of the summer. So you know, there's so many stations, all these small towns all around the state and medium sized towns. You never, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I I wish I had a dime for every place I've listened to you guys at, from being on a boat on the golf course. Fishing, you name it. I mean, you guys are, are heard from every spot of Wisconsin and upper, upper Michigan, and and who else? You know, through the app and all that, the baseball app. I mean, it's just amazing. You just never know where somebody's tuning in the Brewer baseball, right? And
1: I I think this is like the best state for summertime. Oh that yeah, there is. I mean, to go up into the North Woods, and I, I'm a big fisherman. I love being in the outdoors. Like, so this state is everything I could have ever wanted. My my uncle had a cabin in Nevis, Minnesota as a kid, and still does to this day. And sure. as a kid growing up, I'd go up there for like two weeks every summer and just fish every day and and swim and ski and do all that stuff. And it's really very similar yeah. uh, when you're talking about Nevis, Minnesota versus the, the Northwoods here. And, and so I, I just think... To, to be able to call baseball in a state where so many people are active and outdoors and moving around and doing things socially and they bring the baseball with them there's nothing like baseball on the radio you know that chuck it's 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 really a special medium and i just am so privileged that i get a chance to do it in this state
0: lane what brewer do you think has got the biggest upside of the young guys
1: yeah that maybe came up
0: last year who, who do you who are you really looking forward to seeing making that next jump
1: yeah i mean i think the easy answer like is jackson cheerio right right? the the the, the high ceiling
0: anybody not named jackson let's say yeah yeah
1: so i i mean that's the easy one i'm going to give you a couple of names that that i'm going to be curious to follow and and they might not all start in the big leagues but they're they're guys that i think it's not out of the question they could reach the big leagues before Mm -hmm. it's over one's a little bit of a surprise that's brock wilkin last year's pick that um, was at Wake Forest, big time power, got a taste of double A last year at the end of the season, just kind of did well wherever the Brewers put him and what they asked of him. I'm going to be curious to watch his season this year. Nobody would put him on the radar to break camp with the big leaguers. He's not going to do that. But is he a guy that can catch fire and really move his way up through the organization quickly? Potentially he's a college bat. That's pretty accomplished. And that's a guy at a need position at the two corner infield spots. So I'm just curious to watch him. I think upside wise though. um, The guy that I'm going to watch maybe the closest is actually Garrett Mitchell. Um, If he can stay healthy, I think he has upside. We haven't seen yet. Um, We know about the elite speed. We know he can cover a lot of ground in the outfield we know about his strong arm. I think that gets overlooked a little bit because we talk about Weimer's arm and Sal Freelich's arm, but Garrett Mitchell has a big time arm too. But I think there's more power in there than what we've seen so far. I remember when the Brewers drafted him in that weird 2020 COVID draft when it was only five rounds and he was first round pick. And I have a lot of buddies that are college baseball coaches and a lot of them on the West Coast. And so they had seen a lot of Garrett Mitchell. And I asked him, when we drafted him, like what, what, what can you tell me about Garrett Mitchell? And every one of them said, "Look, he's got every tool, and don't sleep on the power potential. It's not really shown up in college yet, but as he gets more comfortable, as he continues to um, stay healthy and 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 progress and develop, that part's going to come at some point. And when it does, he could be a really complete baseball player. So I'm going to watch for that because I think there's some power in there with Garrett that we haven't we've seen some mm-hmm. of it." but I think there might be more in there than what we've seen so far. And if that happens, he becomes a really, really valuable player for this. a game-winning home
0: run early in the yeah. season. Was that June? Yeah, May? it's yeah. the Mets
1: in the, in yeah. the uh, opening series of the year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lane Grindle joining us, Brewer broadcaster. Lane, before we let you go, Pat Murphy, you've traveled with him. Tell us what you think he's going to do <laughs> as, as he steps into the Brewer manager job.
1: Well, Pat is a baseball guy through and through, and he's a sports guy through and through. I mean, he loves boxing. He loved football. He's a competitor is what he is, and so he likes all sports in that regard because he loves to compete and, and have your best versus his best and see what happens. He is um, a, an ultimate connection guy. He's got his own unique connection with every player in that clubhouse, um, relationships big to him. He is a, a big mentor to young college coaches and, and, and other coaches in the profession because you, you see him – sometimes before games walking around the warning track and you, you can tell he's got his earbuds in, he's on his phone. And a lot of times he's trying to help somebody uh, in the coaching profession, take that next step or learn that next thing, or how can they develop themselves as a better leader? He, he's very involved in all of that stuff. So I, I'm excited for him that he's getting this opportunity. Um, I don't know – that uh, he thought for sure it was going to come for him right Mm -hmm. and and maybe not here in milwaukee because for the longest time we thought craig council would be here until craig council was not managing anymore and so for him to get this opportunity i'm excited for pat he'll do things differently he's not going to be the same as craig even though they're connected throughout their careers and they're close It, it will be a different dynamic and i think he's going to do a great job i'm excited for pat murphy and the pat murphy era
0: i was wondering if murphy was just comfortable being you know like the the bench coach at this point of his career and if he even wanted the the stress and all that about being the manager but i, I i'm kind of getting the impression that he wanted to that's that number one seat once again
1: yeah i think anybody that that does what those guys do and again i go back to the 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 key word, which is competitiveness. I think if you're competitive, you want to see how far you can take this, how far you can push this, what, what can you get accomplished? And so I, I think he's really energized by it and I haven't had any conversations with him other than at his press conference and shaking his hand talking to him for 10 seconds and congratulating him. So um, he's been plenty busy (laughs) since he got the job, but uh, I, I just being around him, I guarantee you he's really charged up by this opportunity. And I think, And don't overlook the fact that the entire staff is back. I think that's a big deal. Chris Hook is one of the best pitching coaches in major league baseball. There's so much talent on this staff. That's going to be around Murph. And he knows that too. And guys that he can lean on Ricky weeks is going to be a great addition. Ricky's one of my favorites. And I think he's a, he's certainly a fan favorite. Uh, Walker McKendon is very highly thought of Charlie green. Being added to the staff is a huge deal. I mean, Charlie's one of the best catching instructors in baseball uh, Connor Dawson, Ozzie Timmons—they all complement each other so well. Jim Henderson, uh, Nestor Corridor. This is a very, very talented staff, and uh, it was—you know—I I have all the respect in the world for Craig Council and what he did as the manager of the Brewers. Um, he did wonderful things as the manager of the Brewers, but um, it wasn't just Craig that all of these guys were a big part of the reason why this success happened and this sustained success happened. And all of these guys are back. So the the formula will be a little different, but there's a lot of the same ingredients. And I think that's overwhelmingly a positive thing for this organization.
0: Lane, thanks for coming on. Enjoy your off season. I know sometimes you guys are seven days a week during the summer and that's, uh, you know, you're broadcasting and it's, uh, it's every day and it's going on the road and all that. But man, enjoy your time off. I know you're doing a little dabbling in broadcasting here in the off season, but hey, thanks for stopping on. I appreciate you coming on and have a great holiday.
1: Chuck, always appreciate you. Thank you for having me, and it was my pleasure. And Happy holidays to everybody out there.
0: Lockdown Brewers, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Great to have Lane Grindle as our guest today. Lockdown Brewers, you get it on Google, Spotify, Apple. We're on all the major downloads, the number one brewer podcast on the Internet. And, of course, find us on YouTube. Go to Lockdown Brewers, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell as well. It's going to do it. Chuck Freeman, have yourself a great holiday, everybody. Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day.